0: Welcome to the Little Miss Course Creator Podcast. I am your host, April Bradford. There is a big problem with the course creation world. Course creators build a course, put it out there, and either it doesn't sell, or they're waiting between launches wondering where the money is going to come from. Well, if you are ready to turn from a course creator to a course boss, we are going to flip that model on its head. In this podcast, you are going to learn how to build a course business based on strategy, From solo episodes with me, where I will teach you everything I know about course creation and digital marketing to fix your funnel episodes, where you'll learn how to optimize your selling, this podcast will teach you the strategies to do that. Becoming a course boss isn't always easy and it isn't always pretty, but I promise you it is worth it. So dive in and start implementing the strategies that you hear today and start building the life that you dream of The business that you love and get those things on your vision board checked off your list. Hey there, welcome to the Little Miss Course Creator podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. If you are a returning listener, welcome, friend. I'm so happy that you're back. And if you are new here, welcome to the Little Miss Course Creator world. We're so happy that you're here. Okay, first of all, before we get started, Have you grabbed your course creation playbook yet? If not, what are you doing? This is your step-by-step guide to getting your course created. It's literally your roadmap to what you need to do to get your course created and launched. So go grab that at littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash playbook. Okay, this may be my favorite episode I've ever recorded. It really is one of my favorite topics. So let's dive in. These are things, today I'm going to be covering things that you need to know, that you must know to be successful. I can give you all the data, all the techniques, all the tips, all of that, but you will never be successful until you know what we're going to be talking about today. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Okay, so I have, I'm an avid reader. And when I say reader, lately, sitting down to read a book looks a little different. It's more like it earbuds in my ears and listening to audiobooks. Because you know how it is when you have kids and everything. It's it's just a little crazy. So I'm always listening to an audiobook. And the books that I've been listening to, I'll be sharing with you here, but they not only have I learned a ton from them, but they totally represent everything that I believe. And it is truly what creates success in the world. It does not matter what circumstance you are in, what circumstance you were born in, where you have been. All that matters is where you are going. You do not need to be someone famous. You do not have to have special talents. You do not need to be, you know, like this superior person to create the life that you want. And that's what I want you to really take out of this today is to really hone your mindset of knowing you can do this no matter what. As we talk about some different stories here today, I want you to pay attention to an overarching theme. Pay attention and see by the end if you can find that theme throughout every single story that we are going to talk about. So let's start with none other than Henry Ford. Was Henry Ford someone who was set up for success? Did he come from an affluent background? Did he have, you know, investors that his parents were investing money into him? What was his story? Let's start with him. Henry Ford was interested in megan- mechanics from the time that he was little. By the time he was 12, he was spending most of his spare time in a small machine shop that he had equipped himself. And at the age 15, he constructed his first steam engine. That's pretty amazing, right? Now, let's talk about that for just a second. Was he special? No, he wasn't special. This was just an interest of his. And so he tinkered around and created these things. His parents weren't necessarily poor, but they weren't rich either. They were farmers and their farm did well. But as you can see, he had an interest in what he was doing. And so that forged his desire to create something. He actually, so throughout his life, he did different things. He was a machinist. He was a apprentice in Detroit shops. He went back and worked on his parents' farm. He was a chief engineer. He did a lot of things, right? He was the chief engineer for Thomas Edison, actually. And Thomas Edison became a lifelong mentor and friend to Henry Ford. And when he worked for the Edison company, he actually was on call for Edison 24 hours a day. So his schedule was not the best schedule, as you can imagine. But during those irregular hours, he spent his time building the horseless carriage. So although he did have, you know, a full-time job, he had a crazy schedule. He, you know, didn't have this, hey, here's some money, you can go work in your workshop all day long and figure this out. No, he had to find the time to spend on the things that he really desired most and on the things that interested him the most. So as you can see, he was just a normal human like you and I. He didn't have any perks like you know, full-backed funding for him to just work in his workshop all day, he used what he had, used the time that he had to build what he desired most. And that's what I want you to take away from his story, is that it was not a perfect situation. It was those irregular hours, those, you know, maybe early mornings, late nights, middle of the night, maybe, because he had... On call 24 hours, that he made this happen for him. And it has changed the world, not only his life, but all of our lives. The next person I want to talk about is Andrew Carnegie. Carnegie was actually a Scottish immigrant and he definitely did not come from a wealthy background. In fact, his father lost his job many times and they struggled to make ends meet most of his life. And so when his when he was little before they came to the US, his father was a weaver. He weaved, right? Made linens. And industrialism actually took the jobs of the home-based weaving away. So this made it so now he didn't have a job, right? So they ended up eventually selling all of their belongings and coming here to the United States. They landed in New York and then went on to Pennsylvania where they had some family and they moved into two rooms above a weaving shop, above a relative's weaving shop. Eventually his dad took this weaving shop over and ultimately it failed. So as you can see, his business or his work. He loses his job. They sell all their belongings. They come here. Their business fails. There was lots of struggle in Andrew Carnegie's family. However, this did not stop young Andrew. At the age of 13, he got a job working as a bobbin boy in the cotton mill. And this paid a dollar twenty per week, a dollar twenty a week. Later, he became a messenger for the local telegraph company. And when he was this messenger, he taught himself how to use the equipment. And because he did this, he was promoted to telegraph operator. And things like this happened. Like he learned things and educated himself to continue moving up. And by the time he was 24, he was promoted as superintendent over the Pennsylvania Railroad. And so as you can see, he kept trying, kept working, kept learning, kept doing these things to move himself up and put him in a better position. And it was during this time at the railroad that he ended up making his very first investment and what it was he the superintendent of the pennsylvania railroad came and said hey there's going to be a sale of 10 shares of the adams express company and what andrew did he took a big risk he mortgaged his house and by doing this he was able to obtain $500 $500 to buy the shares. And soon after, the first stream of dividends began coming in. And that was where he got his start. And then as the story goes, he invested more and more. But what I want you to notice is, first of all, he was just a normal He was not rich. He was not wealthy. He didn't have, you know, wealthy parents that were backing him along the way. He came from a very poor family and he was ambitious. He kept going. He was determined to become truly the best in whatever it was that he was doing. And then that led him to other opportunities that created his wealth. Another person that I want to talk about is a current day person that I think everyone should be following and listening to because her story and her just personality, I just love, and she's so inspiring, and that's Jamie Kern Lima. Jamie Kernlima, if you don't know, is the founder of It Cosmetics. She, I read her, I've read her book actually a few times now. It's called Believe It, and it is so good. It's the story of her uh building the It Cosmetics. And her, very first of all, the plan for It Cosmetics, she wrote, I think it was on a napkin in an airplane on her way on her honeymoon. So her honeymoon wasn't as romantic as probably she was hoping for. Instead, it was like a business trip. (laughs) They were planning her business. But her story is so interesting to read. And I really encourage you to check out her book, believe it, because it's really inspiring. It will inspire you. So first of all, she too did not come from wealth. She didn't have, you know, a trust fund funding her idea. She did this on her own. She had this idea and she built it from scratch. She started it in her apartment. There was a time that she had less than a thousand dollars in her personal bank account and she wasn't sure that she was going to make it. And she kept promoting and calling and reaching out to companies and saying, hey, I've got this product. And she tried to get on um, QVC numerous times. And finally, she did get on QVC and she was able to launch It Cosmetics. And as you know, it became huge. And she actually ended up selling it in 2016 to L'Oreal for, I think it was $1.6 billion. So meager beginnings for all of these people, but they kept going. When the door was shut on their face, they kept going. When they heard no over and over and over again, they kept going. When they lost things, they kept going. Another person that we hear of all the time is Thomas Edison. And I want to talk about a quote from him really quickly. But first of all, just so you know, he was not educated. He had very little formal education, and he left school in 1859 to begin working on the railroad. So again, meager background, meager beginnings, but created a lot and became successful. And he didn't let the things that he lacked, such as education, stop him from becoming great. And I want to talk about one of his famous quotes. You know this quote, I'm sure you do. I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. I love that quote, but did you know that there's actually more to that quote? And I think that what comes after that is even better than that beginning part. So let's begin at the beginning again. I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that won't work. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try just one more time. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Let that hit you. Listen to that again. Rewind that and listen to that again, because that is so powerful. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Do not give up. Do not give up if that launch does not go the way that you thought. Do not give up when those thoughts of, who am I to be doing this? Am I good enough to be doing this? My friends are going to think I'm crazy. Do not give up. Keep going. And I want to share a quote from Jamie Kern Lima. She said, I think self-doubt and fear kills more dreams than anything else. And I could not agree more. It is that self-doubt and fear that stops us in our tracks from doing and creating what we truly want in life. So you have a choice. Are you going to let that self-doubt and fear stop you? Are you going to stop before you create your success? you could be so close. Do not give up, friend. Do not give up. Make this dream. There, you would not be listening to this podcast. I know that you would not be listening to this podcast if you did not have a dream on your heart and a desire to create something. You would not be here. So don't give that dream up. Keep going. Keep trying. Keep moving forward. I want to talk about one more book that I've been reading lis- or listening to recently, and it's The Power of One More by Ed Milet. And I will link with this podcast episode, a podcast episode with him and Jamie Kern-Lima where he talks about his book. It is an extremely powerful episode. You've got to listen to it. But his whole premise of the book is the power of one more, one more shot, one more launch, one more try, one more tweak to your sales page, one more go at building your list. What is that one more for you that's going to keep you going? You may not even be in that launch phase yet. You may be just trying to stay up late at night and figure this course thing out. One more night, one more hour, one more day working on this. Like Thomas Edison said, people, there are so many people who give up. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. You, my friend, are so close. Do not give up. Do not give up. And a podcast episode that I love, if you want a motivating podcast, is the one, the episode here on my podcast. Um, It's how a, I think it's how a small offer or something like that exploded Katie's business. And that is definitely a story of not giving up, trying one more thing, one more thing that. Launched her business, essentially took her business from ultimately she was like, what do I do? I talk about this in the episode. She came to me crying and then we she did this one more thing and it launched her business. It exploded her business. So what is your one more? What is it that you're going to do today that keeps you going? Do not give up, friend. Do not give up. If you didn't catch it, remember at the beginning, I said, I want you to pay attention to the recurring theme through all of these stories that I'm going to tell you. That theme is determination. Determination to keep going, even when things do not turn out like you thought that they would. Keep going when you, quote unquote, fail, because you might be so close to success that you don't want to give up. When you're right there on the edge of success. So my friend, please do not give up. Please, please keep going and believe in yourself. And I want you to know on those days that you're doubting yourself, I believe in you. When your friends are like, what are you doing? And your family's like, what are you doing? Think of me and know I fully believe in you that you can create your dream and make this happen. I am holding that space for you. I also would love to have you join me inside of my new experience that's going to be coming up. If you want someone by your side to help you every step along the way, to be there on those days that are hard, you want some motivation to help you through what in the world am I supposed to be doing, to help you through your launch, to help you beyond your launch, to help you to relaunch, I want to invite you to get on the list for the Elite Course Experience. This is a, like I said, brand new, brand new program that I am launching soon. And because I want to be able to pour into you, pour my heart and soul into you, this is going to be limited to a very small group of people because I will be working with you step by step throughout the process. So I will be by your side. It won't be you and you know hundreds of other people it will be you and a small few where we will go through this elite course experience together and get your course launched and you building that dream that's on your heart so to join the waitlist because it will open to the waitlist first and since it's a small group it could fill up from the small group so to join that waitlist go to littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash elite. And you can get on the waitlist. We actually are going to be having some, if you're on the waitlist, we're going to have a sneak peek into the elite, the elite experience coming up in a few weeks. So go get on that waitlist so that you can join that elite experience with us. All right, I, we are going to do something new here at the end, and we are going to answer a question that came in about course creation. So let's hit this question. Do you think that a course creator should have one main niche? I currently have a homeschool startups course, but I also have a preschool program and a kindergarten readiness program. I was thinking of turning into courses. I'm not sure if it's a good idea to have multiple niches or if I should focus on one main thing. That is a great question. And it is something that a lot of people struggle with because they're like, I you know, have all of these ideas. And that is the curse of an entrepreneur, which it's a good thing, but can also be stressful at times, right? So my answer to you is, first of all, where does your heart lie? That would be my first um, thing for you is what do you love the most? And which one do you want to really... all your time and effort on. Um, You said that you currently have a homeschool startup course, and then you also have the preschool and kindergarten readiness program. To me, as a parent of a child going into kindergarten, I see that these can actually go hand in hand. These actually, because you are talking to parents who want to work with their kids, right, and help them with their education, because a preschool program, that would be, you could gear that to parents. Um, a kindergarten readiness program, that's definitely parents. So those are definitely homeschool things as well as your homeschool startup course. It's just now instead of you're targeting, you know, homeschool, I don't know how broad your course is, but I'm guessing maybe like elementary, but you're now targeting to those younger grades. And what can actually happen is people can progress through your different courses, right? If they start at your preschool, They're going to have a kindergarten kid next, right? And then they're, if they really truly are interested in the homeschooling part of it, then they can move on to that homeschooling as well. So I actually don't, I think that you are good to, um, focus on all of these, but your focus is and your niche is parents that want to educate their kids at home, right? And even though, so that's your like core, niche, but when you're focusing on niche, sometimes, not sometimes, but people on like the outer ring, you'll attract those people too. You want to speak to your core audience and then those outer ring people will come in as well. So your preschool and kindergarten readiness program may not um, be completely homeschool. People who are planning to homeschool their kids through elementary, but they want to help their kids now. And so, but you are going to have that group of homeschool parents who are going to continue on. So I would say focus on parents who your niche is parents who want to help educate their kids at home, no matter where, you know, what level they're at. If they're at preschool, great. You want to help them educate them. If you're in kindergarten, great. You're going to help educate them. And then That core niche of homeschooling will progress on through your homeschool startup course. So that's what I would focus on is parents. And not, I could see one thing that you could do, like maybe your mind might be going to Uh, like preschool teachers or kindergarten teachers. So you, I would say, focus on parents. And then as that takes off and you're successful with that, then, you know, if you want to start marketing to teachers, then you could. broaden that. But you want to get that core focus honed in and profitable before you open it up to another market. So hopefully that was helpful. If you have questions, you can drop your question at littlemisscoursecreator.com forward slash question and you can get your questions answered there. All right. Remember, my friend, you have a dream on your heart. Do not give that up. Do not give that up. Keep going on those days that you're doubting. I am holding space for you. I believe in you. And I hope you have a fantastic week. And I will see you here next week. Same time, same place.